there's a couple of fascinating things at play here. Uh, lawyers, by their training, are analytical. Like you, you've been taught to like look at where commas are placed and how that changes the meaning, right? And so you really do have these great analytical minds, but you've been focused on what isn't said, reading in between all the words. You are listening to You Are a Lawyer. I'm Kyla Denagno, a 2015 law school graduate. You know what I'm loving right now? Podcasts. After a year of editing podcasts for other people, I've started to launch podcasts as well. Yes, if you are a business owner and want to expand visibility, visit skiptheboringstuff.com so that you can hire me to be your podcast manager. Welcome to the You Are a Lawyer podcast, Carrie Kobe White. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me, Kyla. Yeah, thank you for joining me today. So we were just talking offline about running businesses, having flexibility and all that stuff. And let's talk about Carrie James. How did you get started in that company and are you enjoying it? Sure. Well, I'm absolutely enjoying it. And and I'm glad we had that little chat about how owning your own company can really be transformative. And I, and I do think you control your destiny in a completely different way. You will never work as hard for someone else as you work for yourself, um, which yeah. is actually really fascinating because I, I think it's it's often hard harder. Um, and, and I say this as a working mom and a, and a, and a partner and uh, a daughter and a sister and a friend. You know, when you have when you have something you're so passionate about, um, those boundaries seem to to fade away. So I feel like my life has become so entrenched in my business that it is my identity. Um, so Carrie James is uh, five years running. Um, I've been in the legal industry in uh, in in some capacity in the la- over the last fifteen years or so. Um, but five years ago, I met a gentleman who was purely focused on digital growth strategies for law firms. He was a a former financial analyst who took the same data-driven strategies and, and growth analysis from the financial world and applied it to law firms. He's from a family of lawyers and he was, you know, helping these folks grow. I was stuck in an older model of business development and marketing and helping attorneys grow in a far more organic analog way, as I would put it. And so we started talking and and realized that there was great complement for a modern law firm to use these two strategies so that you could really uh, cut through the noise and beat the competition. And so uh, Carrie and James formed Carrie James. I always say that the the creative team was out that day, Uh, but Carrie James was formed (laughs) Um, between the two of us to really marry those those unique attributes of our individual consulting companies. And today, you know, we've, we've really enjoyed working with law firms of every variety and size uh, from coast to coast. It's, it's really been a fantastic five years. Yeah. So I was preparing for this website and reading about your biography and on the website and all of it and everyone, it is Carrie James and that's Carrie with an I, CarrieJames.co if you're interested in taking a look. And the first thing that jumped out at me is data. Mm-hmm. Whether you call it data, you say data. It's all about data. data, data <laughs> <laughs> I know all of it. But the cool thing is lawyers are analytical when it comes to research. We are not mm-hmm. analytical when it comes to knowing our data. Why is that? And do you get a lot of Oh, pushback? it's so clear. I do. Well, it, it's it, so there's a couple of fascinating things at play here. Uh, lawyers, by their training, 
are analytical. Like you, you've been taught to like, look at where commas are placed and how that changes the meaning. Right. And so you really do have these great analytical minds, but you've been focused on what isn't said reading in between all the words. Whereas data is largely reading exactly what the numbers say. And so you really are caught between these two fascinating worlds, the, the black and white of data and the analysis that you've been trained to do as a lawyer, which is you know, evaluating ethics and considering precedent and looking back. And data is all about looking forward. And so as a lawyer, Trusting data can be a real jump. It, it, it's a unique way that is really fairly converse to your actual training. But here's what's so exciting as a lawyer. The, the entire legal industry is considered pretty slow to adapt to new technologies, new approaches. So things that are being done in other industries are something that lawyers won't get to for another five, 10 years, typically. And that's really the case. But what that means as a lawyer is that you can kind of look in this lawyer's crystal ball and say, okay, where is our industry going? And all you have to look at to see what's in the crystal ball is other industries in the last five to 10 years. You know, there's a great story about uh, certain state bars who absolutely railed against email saying, there's no way clients are gonna wanna be communicated with like this. No company's gonna wanna send things over email and look at where we are now. So worlds change, things evolve. And the legal industry, which is completely grounded in English, British rule roots, is incredibly traditional and slow to change. But here's what else is exciting. The digital natives are moving into the C-suite. They are taking over in law firms. And so we're seeing a real resurgence of technology and innovation in the legal space. So it is not necessarily... Uh, the same kind of training that you have, but you, like you said, lawyers have great analytical skills. They just have to apply them a little differently. Yeah, and I love how you describe that, right? Lawyers are used to looking behind. What's the precedent? What did the old case law say? But looking at your data and analyzing that is about looking forward. So that's brilliant. It is. And what's really interesting is uh, there's a new role that's um, becoming very common in other industries. And again, these are the things you want to look at as a lawyer. What are the other industries doing? And one of the fastest growing roles in other industries is the chief data uh, officer or excuse me, chief data translator, which means, OK, I can look at the data and you can bring the data to someone like my partner, who's a financial analyst, and he can give you all these insights about trends and where things seem to be headed and what caused things to happen. But if you are truly the data translator, you have to have a firm understanding of the business, what is happening in your law firm. And so you don't want to just be black and white. You actually do want to still wear your lawyer hat to some degree, because when you look at things, you say, okay, so... Uh, I see that um, at the four-month mark of a personal injury engagement, we see a, a sharp decline in client satisfaction. What are we going to do about that? Well, you could say, well, I know that at the four-month mark, they're really tired of this. They're tired of treatment. They're sick of all the doctor's appointments. They're frustrated by their recovery. And so we need to do something at the four-month mark to help keep our clients engaged and satisfied with, their engage, uh, with, with that engagement with the firm. So you to, to bring value, to really change data into intelligence, you have to have a degree of understanding. And that's where your lawyer hat does come in. You know your practice better than anybody. Use that, that insight to add value to the data. Yeah. And, you know, I'm listening and I'm shaking my head like, yeah, yeah, of course. But you and I mm -hmm. are talking on the podcast. I already think what you're doing is great. <laughs> but 
playing, not even devil's advocate, but wearing my law firm hat, I'm thinking it would be hard for me to reach out to you because how could I possibly do something wrong? I don't need to look at the numbers, right? I this is another part about being, being a lawyer. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you are a lawyer. I mean, it's your podcast title says it all. You are a lawyer. So you're like, no, I got this. And I actually think that that's one of the things that really inhibits inhibits success for a lot of attorneys. You are used to doing things well. Like attorneys by nature are smart. They've had a track record of success. I mean, you didn't get to law school just on your good looks. You got a lot of things that you've had to put together to be successful. And so I think it's very hard for lawyers to say, I need help. But again, look outside the industry, the most successful athletes, the most successful business owners, they're all being coached because you can't expect to do well at everything. And I think that's a really hard pill for a lot of attorneys to swallow again, because they're used to doing things well. But there's really uh, more specialization out there than ever before. Look, I'm a consultant. I do not pretend for a second to have all the answers, but I have a great global perspective of what's going on with law firm growth and I know who to call. And that's really where attorneys need to to, to pivot their thinking and the way that they approach grow, growing their practice. They need to say, okay, let me get someone in here who, who has a, gr- a good big picture understanding and can connect me to the right players. Because like I said, incredibly specialized. Once upon a time, if you were in marketing, you could do SEO and Facebook and PPC and LSA and, and TV I wouldn't dream of hiring one person to do all those things, but I do want one person who understands how all these things interconnect and how they relate to the law firm's growth. So um, in my book, The Law Firm Growth Machine, we face the five harsh realities that lawyers are, are, are having to deal with right now. And one of them, firmly, you cannot do this alone. And so finding the right people, and 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 that there, there's a lot of nuance to that, Kyla, because You know, I always say, if you hire a Facebook guy, the Facebook guy is going to never tell you that Facebook isn't doing well, right? The SEO guy is never going to tell you, you know, I think SEO has had its moment. No, the SEO guy wants your money. And so he's going to keep selling you on SEO. What I think is an important role when it comes to growth through, through marketing strategies in particular is that you have one person responsible for the budget who consults with with a variety of, variety of experts so that they can weigh in and say, okay, so I'm in charge of the budget, but here's how I'm going to allocate it for this quarter based on what the data has said. And, and to, to kind of bring this full circle to looking at the data, like we said, data, we, we use data to look forward, but the very first step of data is what happened? You know, what happened is in the past. Why did it happen? Means I'm looking at it from here and now. What's going to happen? Step stage three is looking forward. And the most important stage is how do I position myself for that eventuality? Hmm. And so I can hear your passion for it. I can hear how excited <laughs> you are in all of it. But is it hard to tell lawyers why they need to work with you in order to systemize things so that they can perform better? Yeah, I think that I think there's a great argument for working with someone like me. And I mean, obviously, yeah. I, I am passionate about it for a reason, I, because we do great things. I mean, I, I'm, I'm very proud of our client base and, and the, the commitment and relationship that we have with these folks because of the outcomes we bring about. I, again, like you said, lawyers tend to be a little iffy on data. It's a little scary to them. But let's be clear on what data is. If I take this pen here and I make a tally mark every time my phone rings, that's data. 
Hey, can we get more sophisticated than a, a post-it note in tally marks? You betcha. And a lot of that is simply built into our systems. So uh, as you saw from the website, what Carrie James does is we, we, we built the law firm growth machine. Our machine has all the things you need to grow your law firm. It's a system that's backed by a strategy. And I want to be really clear on that because there are so many people who have systems, right? There's this way that we do thing. But what's the why behind the way is what, you know, why are we doing it this way? What is the big goal for growing this firm? And really for most of the firms out there, anyone really who is in, in professional service in some way, your goal is to grow your firm by getting clients and building relationships with those clients so that they become powerful advocates that drive new business to your firm. And by that, you're creating the flywheel effect, the cyclical, uh, the cyclical effect in which leads become clients, clients become advocates, and advocates drive new leads to the practice. So if you have this strategy, you have a system for making sure that that exact flywheel happens time and time again, you utilize the system to collect all the data and then you improve it based on those outputs. So if you're using a strategy back system like the law firm growth machine, the data is already being spit out in the system. And we've, we believe so firmly in the benefits of looking at the data that we've built all these dashboards into our system, the law firm growth machine. So you look at it and you can get your intake data. How many opportunities did we have? How many cases did we sign? What was the conversion rate? How many did we refer out? How many were lost? Then we have the client satisfaction data. Like I said, when do people get unhappy? How quickly do we need to move in the beginning? And then we have the reputation data, which is so important for attorneys who want to grow. How is my re online review score? How many advocates do I have out there? And what are they saying about me? So those three, those three elements, the, the, the retention, you know, your intake, satisfaction, how happy are our clients, and reviews, how, what are people saying about us? Those three things are the data that you want to be looking at. And for that reason, we built it into the law firm growth machine. Yeah. So what does your data say? Do people <laughs> come to you and work with you and then they go out and they are that advocate and they're bringing in other people? Or do people read the book and then they sign up to work with your program or what? Yeah. So we work with firms in a variety of ways. And so like the number one thing that I say is you know, book a strategy call. Let me, let, let me hear where you are now. And we do, we, we just like lawyers, we offer that free consultation to, to see if there's, if there's a good fit for working together. And we work in a variety of ways. We have um, very affordable solutions for attorneys who kind of want to learn from us and do it themselves. And, and we have a coaching model where we work with, um, with, with a group of attorneys and they have access to the software. And then we have like far more extensive models where you, we can actually partner with you and we manage your law firm growth machine and we just send you the cases. So, it, you know, it, it can be a, a wide variety for, like I said, every size and shape attorney. I have literally a, a, a one man shop and I have a law firm that's in six states. So, you know, we really are quite diverse that way. Yeah, I love that. And what I'm really appreciating about it is that it sounds like you can accommodate any size law firm, right? If your commitment or you, they're hesitant to get started, then they can say, here, here's all my data. You take care of it. <laughs> or if yes. they want to be really involved, you can just walk them through. Well, so. well here's the thing, Kyla. You know, the, we, I have a, a, we started this conversation talking about how wonderful it is to be a business owner, right? We, we control our own destiny. 
And I, I get very frustrated by the fact that lawyers are incredibly well-trained professionals who have not been given the keys to the kingdom. It's like you now have all this knowledge to build a wonderful practice as a lawyer, but we're not going to tell you how to actually run that business. We're going to let you figure that out on your own. So now you've just taken on all this student loan debt. You've gotten that JD, but you don't know how to turn it into a thriving business. So there's a lot of figuring it out as you go. So what we do is help lawyers figure that out. So if you're just starting out and, and you want to learn how to grow your business so that you aren't just scrambling, trying to you know, practice law, but you're actually running a business, that, there's a growth curve to that. And so you know, working with folks like us who have not only helped other firms, but have done it ourselves, you know, we know what that's like. And I, I just I come at it from very much a passion position that it shouldn't be this hard. And the reasons it's hard you know, there's a ton of competition. These mega firms are coming in and, and basically grabbing up every little man on the planet. And I don't want that for people. Like, I still want to see a thriving Main Street where there's a one-man shop. Like, that's something that, that is important to me. Um, so when we, you know, we've over the last five years been in, in pretty high-end engagements. You know, like I said, firms in, with, with locations in six states, you know, I'm up in Manhattan sky, uh, high rises with uh, firms with 200 people. And then I've got my little onesie twosies because I want those guys to survive. So we, we have taken all the knowledge from our very high end custom engagements and created the law firm growth machine so that within a week you can plug your system into ours, be up and running, show up every week to work with us on a coaching level and continue to improve so that, hey, you've got the coaching to do this thing of growing a business while practicing law. And again, I don't pretend to know it all. I bring in the people who can help connect you to the services you need. Um, one of the things I mentioned in the book is, you know, a marketing investment is, is, is just that. It's an investment. I don't do the marketing anymore, but I can connect you to the people who can. And that's where you want to be is go find somebody who doesn't have necessarily the skin in the game. You know, it's not my marketing budget. I just want to make sure that you do, you do well with it. So here, let me tell you some trusted people that we've worked with over the last 15 years of being in this space. Yeah. So... Where did the book come from? I mean, I know it came from your model and all of your yeah. trainings and every all of your experience, but what made you decide, okay, it's time for <laughs> funny. To... Okay, so funny you should say that. So um, after the pandemic, I got out there pretty hard and was working the conference network. Um, I, I've spoken at a lot of these conferences. Um, I've been in those high-end engagements, which take me out of my home and, you know, spend time uh, with a firm across the country. And and, you know, I, I want to control my own destiny, too. I've got three teenagers who, you know, mom's got to be home. And so not only was it a, was writing the book a means of saying, okay, let me give all this knowledge that we've amassed in working in these high-end consulting engagements. Let me give these to these smaller law firms so that I can sit back and, and serve two incredible purposes as a business owner. I can help other small business owners like me, and I can help myself live the life I want to live. And I think that when you are a business owner, whether that's as a lawyer or like me as a consultant, you've got to design the life you want. And I want this for these smaller law firms. We've cracked the code on growing a successful business, whatever level that may be for you. You know, there are some people who are like, you know what, I only want to work four days a week and I want to just know that I have six cases every month. And I'm just going to run my machine to, to hit that goal. And then I have other people who are like, nope, I want to open up in, in, uh, in the entire Northeast and I want to crush the market. And look, there's a spot for everybody. 
but there, there's a lot to it now that, that, you know, it's, it, I always say you look back in the 1980s, you'd slap a logo on the back of a bus and in the church bulletin and call it a day. It's just not the world we live in anymore. So if you want to compete, yeah. it's, it's time. The time is now. You've got to, and, and let me be clear on that. Tyler. It, the time is, there's, it's always the time, right? To, if you want to seize opportunity, it's always the time. The, my fear is if, if people don't start taking, taking their bite of the apple now, they're going to be gobbled up. The, the, the competition is absurd. Okay. Um, I think it, and I quote it in the book and I, I don't want to misquote it, but I think it was between like 1900 and 1970, something like that. The number of attorneys grew by 700%. Okay. And then between like 1970 and 2000, it grew another ridiculous amount. So we've made an incredibly, uh, incredible country of lawyers, but, but the business is still like we, we, we've outpaced the population. And so there's all this competition, there's all this specialty and, and you've got to deal with both of those things. And, and the market's changing. Like I said, hyper-specialized, you've got people like me in the space. So, you, so really, you know, if, if, if you're competing with a firm that has all the knowledge we bring to it, you've got to accept that, you know, that's something you're up against. So, um, you know, you, you have to, it's one of, it's actually a fantastic line that, that feeds off the concepts of Darwin, but it's not the, the, the smartest, the most attractive or, or, or the fastest. It's, it's not any of those who actually win the survival of the fittest. It's the most, the most adaptive. It's those most able to change, to meet the environment. And the environment right now is very competitive, very expensive. Um, and you've got to be tracking your numbers so that you make the right decisions to grow your firm. Yeah, because everything is fast. Data moves fast. And that's you nailed it. on your website. <laughs> it is. It's true. The, the pace of change is only escalating. Like, it's so funny you say that because, you know, I, I was, I'm a, I'm, I love historical fiction. So I was watching something that was like took place in the 1900s. Oh, it was um, the first season of Downton Abbey on PBS. And the, it, and the granny the granny walked in, it's 1912 and the lights are shining. And she's like, turn those damn things off because she was used to candlelight. And it just occurred to me like, oh my gosh, we're living through a moment like that where all the old people are yelling, put that phone away and get off the internet. Well, I kind of thought like, again, I have teenagers. So I was like, okay, when I grew up, my or when my parents grew up, they had three channels. I grew up with 30 channels. My kids have anything they want every day, all the time. Okay. There's this, there's this exponential growth to how things change and move. And I kind of thought like, all right, we've been through this massive hurdle with the, with, with the, the oncoming internet of, that happened to us in 1995. And really I thought we were over it. And then AI came out in, in November and I was like, or not AI, but like the real chat came out in November. And it's like, Holy crap, this thing is actually still, we're on a tear. The, the pace of change is just maddening. And so it's not, it's not slowing down. It's, and, and if you fail to keep up, you will fall off that treadmill. You will fall off of it. Trust me, I know, especially <laughs> even as a podcaster, because when I told people I was starting this, I was still working and they were like, what is that for? How do you have time? Yeah, and why? <laughs> And now, like three years later, it's rolling. Exactly. And that's the thing. Everything that you eventually do, if you stick to it long enough, you look back and you go, God, why didn't I start that earlier? You know, I'm sure that every lawyer out there is like, I can't believe I waited till 2000 to get a website, or I can't believe 
Um, I didn't get a, a, a case management system until 2010. You know, everything that you, you and, not, and I'm not saying you don't make mistakes along the way, but you really do have to have a commitment. And this is, and I write about this a lot in the book too. You have to wear the CEO hat, which means I am looking at the market. I am looking at industry. I am looking at this industry to see what's changing. And that's why being involved in conferences, getting newsletters like yours, which always has some valuable tidbits, listening to the podcast, these are the ways that you're saying, okay, what, what is affecting the industry right now? And I mean, like literally in 2007, I, I'm, I'm a writer, like I'm obviously, um, in 2007, everyone was like, I can't believe you don't write a blog. And I was like, oh, come on, who needs another mommy blog? Well, gosh, that was just the beginning. Had I started a blog in 2007, I, you know, we could be having this conversation from my villa in Tuscany. <laughs> true, very true. Yeah, so don't but slow you down. Know, you gotta keep up. Don't slow down, but also for everyone that's listening, if you don't even know where to start, that's the whole point of this podcast and this episode. Call Carrie and work with yeah. Carrie James and then they can help you. Like you don't have to know it all as long as you reach out to the people who know it all. Exactly. Right? You just have to know where to go. I mean, again, I, it, you don't have to know everything, but look, Tiger Woods, who at one point was the most accomplished golfer in the, in the world, he never had more coaching than he had at the pinnacle of his career. And I think that, you know, a lot of professionals make that mistake of thinking, I got here, I'm done training. Training should never stop. So have someone you know, be coachable, have someone take a look and say, hey, what would really help me do better? And that's all it is. How can I do better? And and we we, we all have to think like that. You don't have to kill it tomorrow, but you have to be positioned for success in the long run. Yeah. And if we're being honest, the lawyers haven't been looking at their data for all this time. So what's it going to hurt you to give someone who knows how to read it? It's not going to hurt you exactly. to give over the data and then learn what you should be doing better. Well, and I always say this, you, you may not even realize it, but you're sitting on mounds of data. So oh, everyone yeah. thinking they don't have data. Yeah, you do. And it's fine if you don't know how to access it. That's, that's the first step is there are people like, I'll, I'll never forget this, Kyla. It was actually like back when I'd say, you know, like 2012, 2015, um, we had, we didn't have unlimited data on our phones. You remember how you'd be mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm out of data. Do I want to spend 15 bucks to get through the last two days of the month? Yeah. And I was always like, what is this data? Like, what are they talking about? I, I don't get it. So there are still people out there who are like, oh, yeah, yeah, data. Well, I think we've evolved. Now we kind of understand data is all the information that's being collected. So if you, so, so there are some people who don't even know what data is. Then there are people who know what it is, don't know how to access it. Then there are people who they're collecting it, but it's in all these different places. I've got to get phone data and I've got to get my intake data and I've got to get my marketing data and my financial data. And that's hard. And then you've got people like me who say, okay, well, let's see what, what, what are the, the five most important data points for you? Because you don't have to go like, look, if I'm good, if I want to lose 10 pounds, I don't need to start doing everything. I can just start by, you know what? I'm going to take a 10 minute walk every day just to get started get started. That's, that's what I want the lesson here today to be. Because the, the amazing thing about data is the more we have, the more valuable it is, the more, in, the more uh, insightful it becomes. Because the reason, and I, here's a great, I'm, I'm sure attorneys can relate to this. If next, next November, when you're watching the returns come in from voting, and they tell us that the projected winner is, that's based on data. That's saying we've collected 110,000 votes 
and the 30,000 that are still outstanding statistically are likely to follow the trend of the first 65,000 that we collected. And so that's data. There are so many ways. And again, the companies that have crushed it in this world, Amazon, Netflix, eBay, these are data-driven companies. They were just looking like they said, hey, Carrie, Kyla bought this. You like what Kyla likes. You should try this. And that's the power of data. So we just have to get a mindset that, and it's really cool because when, once you become a bit of a data dork, you're like, oh my gosh, I could totally see where everywhere. this is coming. Yeah. And you don't have to be a data dork, but you do have to have some sense of, well, let's start with the basics. How much did you spend to grow your business? And what did you get out of it? That's the, that's the most important data, data metric, right? You just need to know what am I investing in growing my practice and what am I getting out of it? And, and again, marketing is not an expense. It is an investment. So if your marketing investment is you belong to this club and you take two people in your, in your network out to lunch every month, that's an investment. Well, guess what? One of those two people sent you a case. So that $60 lunch just got you a $2,500 engagement. And that's how you have to look at things. You it's gotten too expensive to successfully run and grow a practice, not to track those things. Because again, the competition is insane. If you're, you know, if you're like, you know what, I'm going to spend $1,500 a month on, uh, on local service ads online. That's a great investment. If you know that you converted one client, but if you spent that 1500 bucks and missed seven phone calls and followed up two days later with someone and you didn't sign anybody, well, what a waste of $1,500 that was. So don't worry about tracking everything. Decide what the most important metric is and figure out how you're going to track that. And that one thing will be powerful enough to make you say, you know what, I wonder what else we can make better if we just paid a little bit more attention to it. Yeah, I love that. This is such a good conversation because... Everybody can use data and literally everybody. And this mm -hmm. is a good segue into Carrie, you actually, you work with law firms, you work with lawyers, but you actually didn't even go to law school. How well, do you even stand <laughs> being around us? Like how, oh, you're cute. talk to me about well, it. You know, the, the funny thing is I actually spent my first 11 years as a professional teaching middle school English in a gifted program. And I always say, Gifted middle schoolers and attorneys have an awful lot in common. They all just think they know everything. And so this is not unlike what you said, Kyla, when we started talking, you have a three-year-old, I've got three teenagers, and teenagers and toddlers have a lot in common. And so in the same way that you are trained as a lawyer and I am trained as a teacher, there are valuable things that we bring to the business from outside the business. And so as proud as I am to, 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 to participate and be on a podcast like you are a lawyer or listen to other lawyers talking about how they grow their practice, it's every bit as important to look outside the industry and listen to something different and, and, and pique your curiosity because it'll make you better at what you do. Having a shift in your perspective can really be a powerful tool. So, um, you know, my, my business partner is a really one track minded kind of guy. Everything is investment and numbers, investment and numbers. And he will recognize that as really a, a, a 
a, a roadblock to to starting some conversations that could be really beneficial to the business because he's so focused singularly on that. But when you open yourself to other opportunities, there's a whole lot more out there. And as the CEO of your law firm, you need to have that awareness about you so that you could say, wow, you know what? There's um there's a new gym being built in the neighborhood. I think I'm going to go talk to that uh, gym owner about sports injuries and how lawyers are um, are 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 helping with uh, with 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 that kind of stuff. So you know, it's just it's just about making your world a little bit bigger. So lawyers have a very unique training. They bring a really interesting. Uh, perspective to every conversation. And I feel really lucky that the lawyers I work with, I think, value the insight that I bring um, as much as I value the insight they bring. So um, we could all stand to learn from each other. Absolutely. And that's why I was so excited to speak with you, because to your point earlier about Tiger Woods and coaching, everybody could use some help. Everyone could use a push. Everyone could use someone telling them, hey, you could do this better if you tried this. Absolutely. And even just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, even just the accountability of it. Like if you're meeting with someone once a week and you're like, oh, you know, I've done this with like nutrition and fitness. Like I got to meet once a week with the coach, so I better have my macros written down. And even just the writing it down, like the, the saying is that which is measured is managed. You know, if, if you really want to lose weight, you're going to have to get on the scale. If you really want to grow your practice, you're really going to have to start tracking the, tracking the numbers. Um, and again, I, I, I'm, I am... A, a data dork in some ways, but not on the financial books. Like my, I have, an account, I have a meeting with my accountant this afternoon because that's not the kind of work I do. So I have someone that not only is going to do a better job than me at that, but he's going to hold me accountable. So I know I got to collect those darn, darn receipts so that I keep my accountant happy. And if you have a growth consultant or a coach, somebody who's helping you grow your practice, you're going to be more accountable to the to the to the to the pieces you set in place that are going to help you hit that goal. Absolutely. This is so good. Like, I'm so excited because I know people are going to be listening and they're like, man, is she talking to me? Yes, we are yes. talking to you. If you're listening, you are sitting on a mountain of data and you need to do something with it. Okay. Yeah. You just have to, there's not even, there's, you just have to. Yeah. Okay? And, I, and so, let's, let's kind of, let's not scare them. Let's actually tell them, forget the word data for a minute. <laughs> let's just tell them, know your numbers. You got to know your numbers. That's mm-hmm. all. Let's keep it simple. You got to know your numbers. And in fact, um, for so your podcast, numbers. there are, but that's where you have to identify the ones that are most important to you. And and that's in, there's actually um, a, a handy dandy table in the book that tells you, hey, these are the most important things for you to know. Um, and I am happy to offer all of your listeners a free digital copy of the book. They can go to kerryjames.co, that's K-E-R-R-I, James, J-A-M-E-S dot C-O, slash Y-A-A-L, that's U-R-A lawyer, Y-A-A-L, and that will bring you, uh, that will give you a code so that you can get a free copy of the book, The Law Firm Growth Machine. Excellent. Thank you so much for that. And I'll make sure that I put that up on the screen because this is a good segue to our commercial. The You Are a Lawyer podcast is available on YouTube. Thank you so much for watching if you're watching on YouTube. If you are not watching on YouTube, you can always continue to listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and all of them. Okay, so Carrie, I just have one last question for you. So Carrie, as a former teacher, help me teach the audience something, okay? 
What is one of the biggest mistakes that people have about data that you can correct when you start working with clients? Yeah, I think the biggest mistake that attorneys have with data is um, assuming that they that they that they know what they have. Um, I often, you know, the most important metric for so many people is is signed cases, right? I want to know how many cases I get, and so most people will say, "Oh, that's easy." You know, every time we sign up a new client, that's a signed case. But the more important question is, how many opportunities did you have to get those, you know, twenty cases? So if you had to screen a hundred leads to get 20 cases, okay, that that's a 20% conversion rate. And so that's a really important number. Now, I will tell you that for most folks that I talk to, they're like, no, we sign at like 95, 80, 95 to 100%. Like we want them, we get them. And that's plainly not true because attorneys are missing a lot of opportunities. So I would say you need to, again, the, the most important lesson to learn is you don't know what you don't know. And so until you start tracking things, um, as simple as call tracking, you know, we use call tracking, it's built into the law firm growth machine so that every time your phone rings, it registers in the system. So I can very clearly look at it and say, hey guys, you missed two calls yesterday, what's going on? And you know, that's an important metric, a missed call. And it's hard, you know, when you're a lawyer, every single opportunity is really valuable. I always tell lawyers, you're not selling ice cream cones, right? So it's like, ah, you miss an ice cream cone, no big deal. No, you're you're selling a very a, a very expensive solution that only very specialized providers can offer, and so you don't want to miss those opportunities. So, um, speed to lead. You want to make sure that you you receive every call, you answer it very quickly, um, and that goes for your online form fills and such too. So you don't know what you don't know. So you got you got to start tapping into that. Okay, and if you don't mind me piggybacking off of that. It sounds, the problem with missing a call is that you are a business owner. Yes, you're a lawyer, but you're running a business. And so if someone is calling you and they want to give you money for a service, you need to be prepared for that, but you can't be prepared without the systems and you can't have the systems without the numbers, right? Like yeah. it really is a big circle. It's a big funnel. It, it's a sick, it's cyclical. One thing leads to the other thing. Yeah. So. One thing leads to another and it's very much the chicken or the egg. And especially like I always say, people are like, how are you, know, are you busy? I'm like, yeah, no, I, I'll be fine as long as I can clone myself by Tuesday. So again, you can't do it all. You want to look at who your who your providers are that are going to answer the phone. We have great resources for that. You can't do it all, and that's okay. But you want to get to the point where you're you you have designated time where you are working as a lawyer, lawyering. And if you love lawyering, then that's where you want to spend the most of your time. If you don't love lawyering, then you want to grow a practice in which you are actively generating business to feed to other attorneys. And so you have to design the practice that best serves the needs that you, that the, the goals that you have and the life you want to live. And then you want to make sure that you build complementary relationships. Like the things that I do in the business are not at all the things that James does in the business. So build, build meaningful partnerships that augment your strengths. And, you know, as a teacher, that, that's a really interesting lesson. Teachers are taught to remediate the weakness find what the kid is doing wrong and 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 teach them again and skill drill them to death, right? That's not how real life works. In real life, you don't say, wow, I really suck at that. And so I'm going to spend all my time training myself to do that. No, you just, you just give that to someone else like James 
And you go and do the things that you do best and you get trained to do even better because that's where the amazing growth happens. So you want to complement your weaknesses with partners who augment your strengths. Oh, this is so good. I'm so excited for everyone to hear this episode because there are so many good gems. Feel free to listen to the episode over and over and over again. Use the code so that you can get that digital download of the book, The Law Firm Growth Machine. Okay. Excellent. Wonderful. Thank you for that. Yeah, of course. All right. So, Carrie, thank you so much for spending your time with me. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure to talk to people passionate about growing these practices for these lawyers. It's a, it's a big old passion project. I can hear it from you as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you enjoy the rest of your day. Talk to you later. Likewise. Bye. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to You Are a Lawyer. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating, tell a friend about this podcast, and subscribe to the show so that you never miss a new episode. New episodes are released every other Thursday. Thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Bye.